As G.K. Chesterton said, a dead thing can go with the stream, but only a living thing can go against it. Here on Swimming Upstream, we go against the cultural stream by championing life, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness. Your host is Eric Sammons, author of seven books, including Holiness for Everyone, The Old Evangelization, and Bitcoin Basics. Now let's get swimming. Hello and welcome to Swimming Upstream. Well, I'm doing something a little bit different today. Recently, most of my podcasts have been just simply the audio portion of videos I've been doing on my YouTube channel. And so you've probably noticed that with the sound quality has not been quite as good because I'm filming it and recording it from a video camera instead of from just a microphone directly on the computer. And I've been doing that for a little while, and I like doing that. The problem is it's just too time-consuming to create a video for every single podcast I want to do. So I'm thinking about doing in the future is doing videos on a regular basis, but probably maybe once a month, something like that. But then more regularly doing the podcast just as a as just a podcast, just the audio, because it's much simpler for me just simply to record it and upload it. So I think that's what I'm going to do going forward. If you have any suggestions on things you want me to talk about or other ways I can improve the podcast, just drop me a line. Uh, my website's ericsammons.com. My email is eric at ericsammons.com. Okay, well, let me get started on today's episode, and this is podcast number 78, I believe. And what I want to do is talk about my alma mater, where I got my master's degree in theology, the Franciscan University of Steubenville. Specifically, I want to address some issues that have come up recently on social media and on the, on the web about the fact of Franciscan University becoming liberal. Now, for those who don't know, Franciscan University of Steubenville is well known as a... Uh, bastion of orthodoxy, Catholic orthodoxy. It has been like this for a long time. However, uh, a certain journalist, George uh, Neumeyer, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, has written a couple articles recently that that basically say that Steubenville is in danger of becoming a another Notre Dame. In other words, not really authentically Catholic, but instead just Catholic in name only. <clears throat> And abiding by uh, the, the, the secular world and basically doing what the secular world wants, becoming liberal. The first article was published back in October for the American Spectator. I believe uh, Neumeyer is a, a editor, the general editor there. And in the article, Neumeyer basically says that there's a lot of, there's a danger of Steubenville becoming just like all these other uh, Catholic schools that aren't really Catholic. And specifically, his argument is that the president of the current president of Franciscan University, uh, Father Sean Sheridan, and the current COO, uh, Michael Gorman, are both uh, <clears throat> products of, of Cardinal World, Donald World of D.C., and are as problematic as he is. Now, let me just real quick take a step back and give a couple uh, points about myself and about Neumeyer. First of all, as I already mentioned, I am a graduate of uh, Franciscan University of Stumbo. got my master's degree in theology there, and I have a daughter who currently is a student there. I have a lot of friends who have either are on the staff or faculty of the university or have been at some point in the future. I'm sorry, at some point in the past. Maybe I will have friends who will be faculty or staff in the future as well. But I have no official connection to the school. <clears throat> I'm not an employee of Franciscan. Uh, I don't really have any uh, dog in this game in the sense of I, I'm not really going to defend it blindly or attack it blindly. I have a, 
a love of the university from when I was there, but I, I don't think that it's necessarily going to always be perfect and as an infallible or anything like that. If, the, if I feel like the university is having problems, I'm going to address them. Now, as far as Neumeier goes, he's the former editor of Catholic World Report and is basically an independent journalist now. And he lives in the Washington, D.C. area, and he started investigating Cardinal Whirl a number of years ago and, and covered a number of troubling aspects of his of his uh, episcopate, but most people didn't really listen to him at first. Now with what's happened with Cardinal World becoming much more prominent, uh, his cover-up of McCarrick and all that's going on there, and now his eventual resignation, although he's still in charge, it's his weird situation right now, it really his... Uh, Newmeyer's initial allegations have come back into prominence, and so, so has Newmeyer. <clears throat> He's done a number of things to try to uh, continually dog uh, Cardinal World's steps. And, and to be honest, I think a lot of that has been good work because I think the fact is, is Cardinal World is very problematic as a bishop, and I think he shouldn't even be still in charge there. He should have uh, been. Uh, removed as bishop when most of the stuff broke out. And, you know, I, I don't think he's a good bishop, is what I'll say. So I, I applaud Newmeyer for doing that. However, I will say that Newmeyer seems to be obsessed with Cardinal World. He seems to see Cardinal World and everything. And we see this in this article, these articles he's written, he's written about Franciscan. In fact, I'll, I'll quote from the first article um, that I mentioned at The Spectator. Both Sheridan Gorman, again, that's Father Sean Sheridan, the president of Franciscan, and Michael Gorman, the uh, COO of, uh, of Franciscan University, both Sheridan and Gorman are products of, I said Michael Gorman, didn't I? I'm thinking of an author I know whose name is Michael Gorman. It's William Gorman, excuse me. Uh, William Gorman, I think I said Michael earlier as well. I'm thinking, of, there's this author who wrote a book about St. Paul. I think his name is Michael Gorman. Anyway, both Sheridan and Gorman are products of rural world. That's hard to say, and you can imagine what it means. Sheridan received a canon law degree from Catholic University in Washington, D.C., which brought him into contact with world's gay mafia. Gorman is the former associate moderator of the Curia for the Archdiocese of Washington. He worked under Bishop Barry Nestout, whose long and ruthless service for the gay mafia resulted in his promotion within the last year to the head of the large Richmond Archdiocese in Virginia. Okay, first of all, the connection of Sheridan the world is very tenuous. I mean, it basically doesn't exist. He went to he went to Catholic University, and so therefore now he's a disciple of world. There are literally tens of thousands of people, graduates of Catholic University. Are we going to say all of them are attached to Cardinal World because that university's in Washington, D.C., where world was bishop? That just makes no sense. He has no other connection between Sheridan and World other than that. They went to Catholic University. So right now we already have a little bit of a problem here. Now Gorman, he's right. He did work in he did work at the Archdiocese of Washington, and so he does have a connection. But then you notice that uh, in the article, Newmeyer actually mentions a direct connection he has with Gorman. He said, about three years ago, I had a brief acquaintance with Gorman. At the time, I was investigating World's creepy Embassy Row lifestyle. Nestout, during my investigations, had sent me a letter threatening to unleash the police on me if I dared to poke around World's palatial penthouse at the top of Our Lady, of, Our Lady Queen of the Americas building in, in D.C., Gorman served as the errand boy for the letter and comically attempted something akin to spiritual t intimidation on me. Quote, I think you should go and pray about the damage you are do doing, end quote, he said to me. I laughed in his face. If anyone, needed, 
time in the confessional was Gorman and his sinister pals whose scarlet clericalist sins include stonewalling Catholic mothers and smearing Orthodox Catholic priests. Now, again, I have a real problem with Worrell. I don't like what he did to um, a priest friend of mine a number of years ago. And I, I really do have a problem with him. And I have a problem with Nestout as well. Now, Gorman, though, I, I don't really see the, the big, like, the evilness of him. He's basically doing, he's just kind of saying, stop bothering us. And that's kind of his job to do that. Now, you could argue he shouldn't be in that job if it means defending people like Cardinal Worrell. And I think that's a valid argument. But it also doesn't mean he's some sinister person or anything like that. Okay, so anyway, in this article, Newmeyer basically saying Sheridan has... And Gorman are trying to turn Steubenville liberal. Why? Basically, according to Newmeyer, Sheridan wants to um, he wants to become bishop, and he knows Cardinal Worrell, at least he was recent, until recently, a bishop maker because he's on the Congregation of Bishops. He's very influential. So if he uh, Sheridan that is makes Worrell happy, maybe he'll become a bishop. Now, he has literally no proof that Sheridan wants this. He just says, he just quotes unnamed sources. He just says, you know, Sheridan hired Gorman to liberalize the school because he wants Worrell to get Pope Francis to name him a bishop, says a chancery-connected source in Washington, D.C. I mean, what are we supposed to say about that? I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But throughout this entire article that he published in October in The Spectator, Neumeyer does not name any sources. He basically just quotes some people who don't like Sheridan. He quotes some parents and supposed faculty at Franciscan who are sent, who have problems with go, what's going on, but he doesn't ever name them. And so it's really, it's really just his word against, you know, uh, the uh, other people's words. There's no way to know if he's telling the truth or not. Now, there was a little bit of a stink when this first came out, when this uh, Spectator article first came out. And I addressed it a little bit myself, just saying that I don't really see any proof. All I see is some unnamed sources and some uh, assuming the negative and uh, the, the most negative interpretation of everything. And again, like I said, uh, guilt by association. That Sheridan went to Catholics, so therefore he's guilty of being world's disciple. And I just don't think that's—he didn't prove that. Now, more recently— just a few days ago, in fact, on November 29th, Neumeyer had another article that's published uh, at churchmilitant.com called Franciscan University's Double Game. And he references the article that he wrote in The Spectator, and he basically doubles down on what he's saying. He's saying that, yeah, they've, they've kind of gone into damage control, Franciscan has, but in, basically what I said is true. But again, it's just a repeat of the Spectator article with a few extra lines that, that basically just are self-promoting a bit and, and saying, like, oh, because of my Spectator article, now they're responding to it. They're doing damage control. Now, he does this time for the first time quote somebody and name them, and that is a professor. I believe it's Timothy Williams at, at Franciscan University, but I think he's just quoting seriously something that he wrote on a Facebook page and where Timothy, yeah, Franciscan University professor Timothy Williams, where he basically just says that he doesn't recommend um, young scholars to, to consider Franciscan to work at. Um, he says it's going to be a, 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 it's problematic. That's the only quote he has is basically just Williams saying he doesn't like it. Now, he doesn't have Williams quoted as saying anything specifically about Sheridan wanting to be a bishop or about any of the, any of the problems at the university, just that he doesn't think people should teach there. Young scholars shouldn't try to apply there. Now, what is the crux of Neumeyer's argument against Franciscan other than the fact that Sheridan and Gorman worked there? 
it is the existence, the potential existence of a quote-unquote diversity committee at the university. Supposedly, Gorman and Sheridan behind him were pushing for a diversity committee at the university. Now, most of us know what that what a diversity committee would mean. It could would be problematic if you have a diversity committee at a university, what it's basically saying is, is that we are going to kowtow to all the politically correct identity groups and do whatever we can to make them happy. Now, in some cases, some of these identity groups are basically harmless. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, with the university saying, oh, we'd like to attract more Hispanics, or we'd like to uh, have a higher percentage of African Americans because of, uh, historically, we haven't reached out to them. You know, reaching out to those communities is, is, a, is a fine and, and, and noteworthy thing to do. But there are a number of identity groups in recent years that are very problematic for an Orthodox Catholic school to be reaching out to. I'm thinking specifically of homosexual uh, rights groups and, um, and transgender groups. Because obviously the university is not going to be able to uh, exceed, um, give in to all the demands of, for example, a homosexual uh, gay rights group. Because you know, Orthodox Catholic teaching is that homosexual actions are sinful and should be avoided at all costs. Also that transgenderism isn't really a thing, a good thing, but it's actually a mental, uh, a mental problem that somebody has if it's a man who thinks that he's a woman or vice versa. And so if the university was really going to have a diversity committee, I could see a lot of problems with that. And so basically, though, Neumeier assumes the worst, that yes, they, they want diversity. They're pushing a diversity committee on the staff and, and the faculty, and they're forcing it down. It's going to be a completely full-blown liberal diversity, you know, just like Notre Dame, blah, 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 blah. However, he doesn't really have the proof of that, um, of, of a lot of the things he's claiming about that. In fact, I want to, let me pull up something um, that he has on here that, uh, something I read. Basically, after this most recent article, Father Sheridan uh, wrote an article to the university committee, uh, the university family, I should say, where he basically talks about this diversity committee. And in it, what he says is, yes, there have been discussions about having a, a committee on the, at the university that would be a, I think you call it a human dignity and diversity committee. And however, there's a few problems with uh, Neumeier's reporting. First of all, this was part of a response to a faculty um, and staff survey that they wanted to reach out more to certain minorities and to, and, and to certain groups to bolster the diversity on the campus. But this started before Gorman got there. See, Gorman, William Gorman's only been there for, I believe, about a year or so. And so this happened well before Gorman came. So the idea, first of all, that Gorman is pushing it just doesn't line up to the facts, according to Father Sheridan. But he said that what happened was is that there were, at, Sheridan said it happened at campus, there were concerns about being a quote-unquote diversity committee because people did understand the problem of that. And so there was resistance there to the idea of a diversity committee. And so it slowed down. And basically, uh, Sheridan says that he's taken it back to the drawing board. And they're kind of starting over, and they're going to continue to look into this, but really in a way that is uh, consistent with Catholic teaching. And so, so Neumeier basically is taking something that is a couple facts. Number one, that Father Sheridan went to Catholic University. Number two, that William Gorman, the new COO, worked under Cardinal Wuerl at 
Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and three, that there was discussion of a diversity committee at the university. And he basically has turned it into a full-blown crisis in which Franciscan University is dying to become exactly like Notre Dame or Georgetown or something like that. And, you know, he, he, he doesn't connect the dots, though. And, in fact, the, the most obvious explanation is the one that Sheridan gives and the one that just seems the most obvious, that, yeah, there, there was a discussion of a diversity group. People solved some problems with it, and now they're going to relook at it and, and rethink it a little bit. I, I don't see anything else other than that. Another thing is, you know, I, I do think that having Gorman there might be problematic. It, it might be true that uh, somebody who worked for Cardinal World for a while that could be a problem there, and I, but I don't have any facts to base that up, and neither does Newmeyer. that it's actually a problem. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I do have a number of friends that are faculty or staff there or have been in the past. I have a daughter who goes there, and I, you know, I, in talking to them, and I'm not going to quote anybody, but in general, nobody sees this as the, the crisis issue that Newmeyer does. Yes, is true. Franciscan University is not, not perfect. I, I went there in the mid-90s, and I remember even then there was uh, people who were concerned, oh no, the, the university might be slipping from its orthodox foundations, and parents were concerned, and some students were concerned, and some staff and faculty were concerned. I think that's a good thing because that means you're always vigilant, and you're always making sure that it's not the case that you will fall into these uh, different uh, problems and become like a Notre Dame or something like that. But it also, just because there are some parents or, or students or faculty or staff who are concerned, that doesn't mean there is actually a crisis. It just means people are being vigilant and checking it out and making sure. And so Newbuyer really overplays his hand greatly. It's like he has, uh, you know, a, a very poor hand in poker, but he decides to bet the whole house on it. He has, he has, maybe he has two threes. And that's it. And he decides, I'm going to go all in on these two threes. I don't even know if he has two threes, to be, to be honest, with what he's shown so far. And so he just overreacts completely to what we've uh, seen here and, and what we do know. And another point to take consideration is, if you know the faculty and staff there, you know the vast majority of them are very strong Catholics. Everybody, of course, knows about Scott Hahn. And that is a very good example. Scott Hahn would not, I know Scott Hahn personally, he's a friend of mine. He would not work at a, he would not continue to work at Franciscan University if he felt like it just turned into a Notre Dame. But it's, it goes beyond just Scott Hahn. There are a number, I know a lot of faculty and staff there, they're very faithful Catholics. And they would fight tooth and nail before they would let Franciscan become just a typical Catholic university. And because of that, there is great pressure on the leadership at Franciscan, including Father Sheridan, to make sure it remains like that. They know what a disaster would be for, the, for their university. If they turn into another studentville, don't they know as much as anybody else that their attendance would drop. Why would anybody on earth go to Steubenville, Ohio to get an education if it was just like any other campus, uh, any other Catholic college? They wouldn't. The reason they attract people from all over the world is because they're dynamic orthodoxy, the fact that they're faithful to the magisterium, to the church. And so they know that as well as anybody else does. So they're not going to abandon that because they know what would happen if they did. In fact, I also think that it's interesting, Father Sean Sheridan, his doctoral thesis he wrote at Catholic University of America while Cardinal, you know, Cardinal World was bishop there, was actually on 
the the orthodoxy of a Catholic university, how a Catholic university should remain Catholic and, and keep with the teachings of the church. And so it's kind of silly to think that all of a sudden he would abandon that now. Now, again, Franciscan's not stu- not, 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 not uh, perfect. It's possible Father Sheridan is a l- maybe influenced a little too much by the idea of we want to get along, go along with the current um, people in the hierarchy like Cardinal World or even Pope Francis. It's possible Gorman does have some ideas of what the university should be that really aren't in keeping with its history. All those things are possible. But let's not freak out and act like it's the worst possible situation before we actually have any proof. I think that's really the, the main point here. And so the other point I want to make is that I think it's kind of such a waste of our time as Catholics to be that this is a point of debate. When we have so many universities that are so terrible, we have um, Catholic prelates like Cardinal Worrell and others who have been um, abandoning their flock and abusing their flock, frankly, and we've had people who are literally abusing them like Cardinal McCarrick. Those are the real issues that we need to be fighting. When we take literally one of the few universities in America that are faithful to the church, faithful to the church's teaching in the magisterium, and we attack them and act like they're the big problem, I think we really have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what's our priorities here? I mean, we're basically creating a circular firing squad. If we're constantly attacking each other, we don't have the ability to really fight the, the battles that we need to be fighting. And so I think we just need to take a step back. Don't freak out about what George Neumeier is writing. I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know if it's a personal vendetta against Cardinal Whirl. He wants he sees Whirl in everything. If he's got some personal reason, he's against Franciscan University of Steubenville. I just know that journalism, at least in these two articles, has been awful. It's unquoted, uh, unsourced um, quotes. It has uh, just you know guilt by association. It's poorly ri- they're poorly written, frankly. And so I'd hope in the future people just ignore these uh, articles by him because I just don't think they really are useful until he comes up with some actual facts. And then the last thing I would say about this whole issue is that, like I said, my daughter goes there now. I am very happy that she is going there. I would recommend Franciscan University Steubenville to anybody. If you want your child to be in a faith-filled environment in which they can keep their faith and strengthen their Catholic faith, I would recommend going to Franciscan. Is it perfect? No. Are there students there who aren't completely faithful? Of course. That, this, is, this is the earth. It's not heaven. So obviously there's going to be issues like that. And also, just one thing I forgot to bring up is that not that long ago, there was a woman who was, I think, a, a, she, was on this, she was a professor there, but I think she was just, um, she wasn't tenured or anything like that. She might have, uh, I, I can't remember now exactly what her position was. But there was a lot of problems with what she was teaching, and she was teaching things that were against the Catholic faith. They didn't renew her contract immediately. I mean, basically, they got rid of her almost immediately. There's an example of where, yes, something was wrong at the university and was taken care of. And that's a perfect example of why, at least at this point, we can trust Franciscan University. They're going to be working for the best interests of the school, for the best interests of the church in what they do. Okay, well, I think I've uh, beaten that horse to death. If you, if you want to know anything more about Franciscan University, I just recommend you go to their website, franciscan.edu, I think it is, and, you know, find out more about it. And I, like I said, I, I highly recommend it to anybody, and I, I will continue to recommend it until I get more proof that there's actually real problems going on there. But that's going to be it for today's show. I just wanted to ask that if you could, please subscribe to our podcast, this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you do your uh, podcast, wherever you listen to them. 
And please, another thing I'd like to ask, if you could rate and review this podcast on iTunes. We get a decent number of people listening to it, but I don't see hardly any ratings on iTunes. So people are listening to it, but they're not rating it and reviewing it on iTunes. I would love it if you like this podcast to please rate and review it on iTunes because that helps other people find out about it. Well, again, that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening to Swimming Upstream. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep swimming against the stream.